I'm Jeremy Kaufman, candidate for U.S. Senate, and we're here deep in the New Hampshire forest. And it might not be here in four to six weeks because we haven't done enough about climate change. Look at this, I mean, all around you. These leaves used to be green. Will they ever be green again? Even scientists can't answer deep questions like that. That's a rare forest species. If we had a tax on gasoline, that would still be alive right now. It's raining right now, you know? And uh, the climate's changing. If we didn't have global warming, this would be snow. This would be snow. And one of the things I joined the Democrats and Republicans in saying is that we need to work with Bill Gates to blot out the sun. It's the only way. If we don't partner with Bill Gates to blot out the sun, the earth will literally explode. That's called climate change. You see this? Uh, that's, that's a dead branch. The solution is to vote for me. I will take your money. I will give it to people that I know, but they're going to be totally cool. You can trust me. And that's why I'm running for U.S. Senate. Jeremy Kaufman for U.S. Senate. Do your part. Send money. It helps. I promise. I'm serious. Hey, it's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. Oh, shit. I still got to run in the background. Uh, all right. I fucked that up. Uh, you got, you're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on YouTube, all major odd podcasters, and Odyssey as well. I think there's a no mystery who my guest is today, uh, if you paid attention to the slightest uh, intro there. Uh, but yeah, we're doing four pony boys today. Uh, and uh, I do want to let you guys in on a little spoiler. Uh, in the next couple weeks, uh, the next guest will be Chingo Bling. So if any of you guys know him, he's pretty dope. Uh, you should be excited about that. I, I very much am. But anyways, here we are in the, in, in the here and now, and I have, I have uh, the whole crew with us today. And uh, I do want you guys to know, this being the Four Pony Boys, I'm not paywalling these. So this isn't, patron, this isn't like a patron thing. But I am going to offer for these, just so my patrons don't feel left out, uh, give you guys the option to you know kind of do like super chat slash or drop questions in the patrons. So if you want to do that for these upcoming ones, uh, I didn't quite do it for this one. But uh, patreon.com is no way Jose 2020. Uh, and I do want to recognize the sponsors real quick. Uh, Mikkel Thorpe of the Expat Money Show. If you're trying to get the hell out of Dodge, uh, get out of the country, here's your, he's your dude. He has a show about it. He also does it as a business. So go check him out for sure. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and get these guys on here. The, 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 the announcer himself, Clint Russell. What's up, my man? Welcome, everybody, to another live episode of No Way Jose. This is Clint Russell tuning in. Yeah, I'm Hell yeah, that's the way to do it. Just have you announce yourself. Uh, I'll, I'll let you do this next guy. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to announce you first from now on. Just let you do the entire announcing. All right, here you All go. Right. Here you go. <laughs> Live from the front lines of Ukraine, it is the Azov Battalion's leading assassin, Mr. Reed Coverdale, host of Natural Capitalist. Welcome in. Hell yeah. Slava Ukraine. <laughs> Even if it means we got to start a nuclear war, fuck it. Who cares? It's worth it. I care that much. About Luhansk and Donetsk and the other ones that I can't remember the names of. It's the principle that matters. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Valparaiso. That's one of them. 
Straight off the medical line for his beautiful wife, Mr. Top Lobster. Go to toplobster.com to pick up merch. Yeah. What's up, guys? Yeah, your ass just hopped off a fucking plane to get on here, didn't you? This is a commitment. Oh, no, you had to reschedule it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said, fuck that. Hey, bitch. make sure you <laughs> buy your Raytheon uh, merch from Top before it's not available anymore. You got to jump on that shit. That is pretty awesome. You got recognized by Raytheon. <laughs> I want to know why you did that, but we can talk about it later. Yeah, all right. Here we go. The big one. And straight off the campaign trail, it is the most entrepreneurial, the only successful libertarian to ever walk the face of the earth, Mr. Jeremy <laughs> for Senate Kaufman. Thank you. Wow, that's uh, tremendous. Um, it's all true. Everything everyone has said is true. Uh, there's about to be um, you know, nuclear war, and that's going to be very bad for the environment, and it's never been more important <laughs> to give me money because that's the only solution. You can't prevent war, but you can give me money. And let's so focus on what you can do. What are you going to do? Take it to the grave? Right. Fucking donate to Jeremy's campaign. Don't be stupid. Yeah. It helps. Uh, yeah. yeah. I pay Reed minimum wage uh, and he uh, drives around uh, New Hampshire putting up. No, actually, I don't pay. Reed does it all for free. Reed's uh, done tremendous amount <laughs> of stuff. So. Uh, we, we are uh, no. We're gonna make a real. You know, we're gonna make a real push. You know, we're already making a. We're already making some noise. So yeah, I saw you at four percent the other day, but they were on polled you. <laughs> yeah, someone else. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, the the we're. I mean, the real fight is is to get in in the debates. You know, uh, one would think it is dangerous to our democracy to uh, you know exclude uh, an eligible candidate. Uh, a credible candidate, you know, all these, all these things, but that's what they do. And they're supposed to have uh, these uh, objective criteria. And it, they, it's a very uh, like um, uh, double speak kind of thing. They're like, here are our objective criteria. And then they list five things that are all subjective. Like, I'm not joking. Like they're like our objective because legally they have to have objective criteria. So they're like, they're like, yes, these are our objective criteria. And then it's just like a bunch of subjective uh, statements. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's pretty much bullshit. Why would um, you even need ca- need campaign contributions when you have that sweet sweet Kremlin ruble money? Yeah, look, we've gotten. <laughs> I mean, we're at like several million views on uh, on all of these ads. Um, you know, does that does that yeah. subtract the Russian bots or is that? Organic? Oh, I mean, Putin's paying for most of it. Putin, okay. Putin Steve Bannon. Uh, who else is in on it? Uh, Hitler, uh, Hitler, he's on, on it. Yeah, well, I, a, yeah, an army of Hitler clones. I don't know if I buy the millions. I think you're inflating the figures yeah. a little bit. Maybe a few hundred thousand tops. Sounds, sounds kind of high. <laughs> hey, we we got in trouble last time. We made a joke about that, Jose. So yeah. it's off limits. It's never not funny to me. The way, bad bad news. The way the algorithm works, you can't apologize to it. So <laughs> you said the phrase uh, that the the AI transcribing this uh has heard uh you're you're in trouble one way or another that's it you know that's that that's part of the problem with all this i mean not to to get too serious about it but that's like that is what happens with all this stuff that's why it's like like i was we were talking one of the recurring jokes on twitter has been like how to like legally um say you might be okay with someone not um being alive uh and like there are you know there are you you well right you know there's you can you can say dumb very mild things like i want to punch you and like you're gonna get suspended for that but you know you could say something like um you know um, we hope liz cheney if she becomes the next president that or if she becomes president that she continues abraham lincoln's legacy of love for the theater or something yeah, along those lines yeah, yeah. Ex- 
Exactly. Exactly. And Not that's that we would say that, but we can. And that's, complete, and that's completely fine. Well, yeah. you could yeah. outright wish nuclear uh, a nuclear holocaust, but but only if it's against Russia. Then that's cool. <laughs> that goes viral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into. Oh, what were you going to say, Reed? Go for it. Oh, I wasn't oh, going to was... say anything, but uh, uh, top. That's Holocaust denial to compare a nuclear war to the Holocaust because it's minimizing it. So I'm just saying. minimizing the holocaust way add add it to the list wait before before we start up jeremy i had the little the little surprise for you it's not really a surprise okay so reed wrench mentioned the the raytheon thing that i'm going through right now which is like you guys are all worried about getting censored by twitter or the ai bots coming after you i got real heat on me right now and it's all because of jeremy kaufman about a year ago you messaged me and said hey could you make me a raytheon shirt do you remember this of course, yeah. Yes, and I said, of course, Jeremy. <laughs> so I made a Raytheon shirt, and I didn't put it up for sale, but I had it. I had the design for a while, and I was like, you know, fuck it, I'll, I'll just sell it. I put it up, and I just got a cease and desist letter from their lawyer <laughs> <laughs> saying that I need to take it down because uh, I guess my customers might conflate Top Lobster with Raytheon, <laughs> and it could be, <laughs> it could give them a good name or something. So, well, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's you might end up with you know several uh, several hundred million dollars in funding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, money. <laughs> you should have waited till you filed your tax returns before they knew that you weren't Raytheon. You could have gotten away with a, you know, you could have gotten a bailout or something good. But oh well. Yeah, so you well, just keep collecting them, just like keep doing different fucking do BlackRock next oh, or something. Yeah, no, you know? I yeah. am. <laughs> we should. I mean, yeah, we should talk about. That. I mean, I, there there's there's certainly a fair use defense, and I I know some some lawyers who might have some fun with this one so i've already over like 50 bucks <laughs> before the show started i'm editing it and i'm, I'm changing the lettering it's going to be gaytheon i just have to think of a nice uh, a nice like uh thing at the bottom there so instead of missiles and defense it'll say something in dildos so I, that's coming soon okay that's perfect yeah. and then you can just make the because it's like a weird circle thing right so you can just make it a rainbow that goes around easily that's exactly yeah. what's going on that's perfect yeah yeah i mean there's pretty good protection for for satire but also just like uh and, and not trying to be the limp-wristed one but like it's also like scary you know uh like these people so you know we'll do, do whatever you got to do uh, but yeah, I think like I think it is uh, legit to do it, to do it, and there's a, a good defense. Yeah, I just this, find this it bizarre. Is this is why there's so many libertarian podcasters. They can't assassinate us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can only drone bomb some of us. But imagine running like a huge missile company that's like just producing. We're going into World War Three, and they're probably mass producing missiles at this point. And they're like, wait a second. There's somebody, there's somebody in the corner of this internet making t-shirts and we have to, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys, man? I think you're pretty well insulated if you're like a, a country, because you live in the country top. So that'd be, I feel like it'd be, yeah, obviously they could do it, but it'd be hard for them to do it with plausible deniability. Uh, you know, it's not like they're going to be like, fuck with your car so easily, you know, like, like it, it, a lot of times they'll take people that have prior drug, drug problems and they'll, they'll OD them on purpose. So like, and you don't have any history of that. You're not suicidal. So they, they'd have a hard time with you. So. Yeah. Assassins lit, hate rural territory. So I think you're safe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Perfect. So. I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm, I hesitate to say it, but I kind of sort of wish a motherfucker would, but not really, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> I have family. So, but I know. very much wish they would not. Please do not. come. Back. Thank you very much. But uh, if it wasn't for the family, it would be a fun time. But, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> we do live in a democracy, so I think we should vote on it at least. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I started out with the climate thing uh, with the video. That's I picked that one because it seems to be that is weirdly kind of where things are going. Clint actually did a really good. I only caught a bit of it. Uh, they only caught like 
uh, 10 minutes or so of it, uh, or maybe like 20. And you, you had a good little diatribe on uh, this whole shtick that's going on with uh, the green energy and then how it kind of like ties into some of the craziness with Russia right now. And we're kind of d- dialing back uh, fucking the gas stuff. So I, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys and your thoughts about all this climate shit, like what it means, where we're going, because it, it's kind of fucking wild. And it, and like I, I have a hard time thinking everyone's all about it. Uh, it. It seems to be anyone I talk to, even people who are like more centrist, are like, dude, this is fucking retarded. So I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I guess start with you, Clint, because you you could be probably got a good little. Um, oh, I, I I've got a rip, but I think I think we should start with Jeremy because I don't yeah, want to do step it. on his toes. Oh well, I, man, I don't know. Do you want like the Cato take or like the base take? Uh, you know, which uh... <laughs> you do both. Yeah, spice it up. <laughs> uh, Whatever you feel. I mean, I mean, like, obviously, like, it's all bullshit. Like, it's mm-hmm. all very much motivated by, um, you know, an agenda to accomplish other things, uh, whether like explicitly or just like implicitly, um, you know, it's not, it's not sound. Um, but and, and the, like the ESG stuff in, in particular, like, it's not even about the environment. Um and like, I guess to to pivot from that into Jeremy, the E in ESG stands for environment. Please retract your statement. <laughs> Unbelievable yeah. misinformation. <laughs> I mean, right. So, like, I think, like, in terms of like mechani- mechanistically, like, there is some like 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 pretty vile stuff going on. But the sort of like, but to to, to in terms of the, the 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 Cato version of it, like like it's all it's all bullshit. Even in terms of. Um, the way that they want to do it, right? Like if you want to, um, you know, plausibly argue that there are certain actions that have these externalities that, that cause this, this kind of harm, uh, you know, at this distributed harm a, a, across others, which, you know, environmental, these kinds of environmental harms might fall into. It's like, well, it's like you don't solve it by like giving the government a big pool of money to like give to their favorite, fucking people right you solve it by by using markets you solve it by saying like by saying hey this is the price of the harm that you're doing let's let's you know let's assess that let's have a payment and then let's let markets work again right because markets would solve these problems and so the fact that like one of the ways you can tell it's all bullshit is like they don't want market solutions what they want is bureaucrats what they want is a cast of people that will make the decisions about who wins and who loses and that's how you can tell so much of this stuff is bullshit it's all about enabling this class a science class or whatever class right like if it was if it was not bullshit you'd be able to say hey like this is uh, this is the harm let's fix the harm and then let's let markets work again and and there's very 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 little of that i've never heard jeremy give an answer that i disagreed with and it's starting to concern me uh-huh. <laughs> That was great. I, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think that we have two options. I, either you unleash the market or you kill half the planet. And for whatever reason, they are choosing the latter path, which makes no fucking sense unless you are either ideologically possessed to the point that you've completely lost touch of reality or you're satanic. And I, I don't know which I waver any given day as to which it is. Um, but it is absolutely catastrophic what they're doing. And, and I'm not overstating it like this. The inflation that we're experiencing, no one's talking about it, but there's a big factor in this is ESG and its implementation. Um, the fact that the Nord Stream pipeline is so vital and the fact that we may start World War III is ESG. 
it, it, because the Germans came off of nuclear power when they shouldn't have and didn't need to, but they chose to anyways, even in the teeth of a recession, even with inflation, even with a percolating war uh, to their east. I mean, it's all so dangerous and so unnecessary, and we can innovate our way through or we can die. So I've, I've <laughs> made my choice. I like that. Yeah, I like that one. I mean, it's insane. Like energy is the solution to everything. It's insane that energy is even getting more expensive. Like energy could be so much cheaper than it is if we yeah. actually unleash like markets and human ability and sci and actual science. You know, not not the bullshit uh, version of science that we see in our, our current institutions. Like like the possibilities are are just tremendous. And when you have cheap energy, you can do anything. You have cheap, like cheap energy is also a solution. Like if like a, a solution to whatever climate problems exist, you have cheap energy. Yeah. You grow a forest in the Sahara if you want to, if energy is cheap enough. Yeah, it is. It is weirdly, uh, you know, especially if you talk. This is why I feel like it's so important to understand like economics and how like the, the basics. Because you, to a normal person, it sounds counterintuitive, and it kind of is the idea that like no, we should not be penalizing people for using fuel or putting taxes or doing this or whatever it's almost like the way past it is through it like if you want cheaper energy like the idea is as much as possible that way it, it allows people to be in a better economic situation to be able to innovate obviously i mean it only makes economic sense people want to pay less for people would prefer if we could have water engines you know that run off water people would love that like people don't want to have to pay for energy they, they don't want to have to deal with all that shit but it, it is I don't know. It is a weird. It is a weird dynamic. Uh, trying to explain. Top's got a whole conspiracy you. theory on the yeah. water cars. I'm sure. Oh, dude, but... it is wild. Anytime somebody <laughs> comes up with that, they get off real quick. I don't know well, how legit if, that is, but <laughs> if you if you look at the charts of energy consumption and GDP growth, it's like you can't have one without the other. Like you have to have a, a massive amount of energy for poor people to thrive and middle class people to become rich and rich people to become uber rich. It is a precursor to economic development. So when you hear someone talking about diminishing either the production or the consumption of energy in your nation, just know that they have sold their soul to the devil and they're trying to fucking kill you. That's really, that's honest to God. That's how I, that's, that's what I hear now when people talk about this shit. Yeah, what, like what energy is stuff, right? Like 100%, like energy is stuff. It's the input yeah. to everything, right? Yeah. Do you like stuff? Well, yeah. then you need some energy. <laughs> and the crazy idea is for people to be able to innovate. It helps if they're not completely uh, underwater financially. Uh, so, you know, if, if you uh, allow people to pay less, it will give them more of an opportunity to, be able to innovate and, you know, find out new things and, you know, shit like that. I so. think my main question here, maybe one of you guys could field it, uh, is the end game to kill half of humanity or is it to implement uh, CBDC? What do they what do they want? I think they're I, okay with either. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to climate change, I think it's very similar to COVID. Like there's I mean, yeah, the world is getting warmer, but it's kind of like, yeah, COVID was real. But, you know, the they exaggerate the shit out of all the features of it. And the government just makes it 100 times worse. And any solutions they come up with don't really fix the problem. Um, I don't know. Like, I think the, I don't think there's a ton we can do about global warming. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have read, oh, fuck, now I'm going to forget his name. The guy who wrote Apoc Apocalypse Never, um, Alex fuck, what's his name? Is that Alex no. Epstein? That's the only guy I know who talks about this shit. So. No, it's, um, <laughs> fuck, why can't it? Uh, he's way into nuclear. He, he's made the case that every country should have a nuke because that. Is it Michael Schellenberger? Yes, Schellenberger. Um, I've listened to him a lot. 
uh, in the past, haven't for a couple years now, but uh, I kind of agree with him that it's kind of inevitable and we just, you know, might have to make some changes with our lifestyles of when, if sea levels rise a little bit or whatever, and there's not really a ton we can do about it. And pretending that, you know, trying to cut back on carbon emissions or something is going to make a huge difference. I don't think is really productive. And I also think that that's not what most people care about. I do think it's an ulterior motive of just control. Um, so I don't think it's completely fake or anything, but I think it's just such a misrepresentation of what's happening and the idea that they're actually trying to save us from a calamity that might not even be a calamity at all. I, I don't know. I, I think it's be a good thing. I'll, go, I'll go so far as to say that it. I think that it is, while it may be real, it is less real than COVID was. Like that's, that's how yeah, little maybe. it concerns yeah. me in the long run. And the only thing that concerns me when it comes to climate change is the government's monopolization and fear mongering about it and what they it, might do it, in it response. It may even be a it. good thing. And this will give a, a good jumping off point for Jeremy. Cause I know he knows more about this than I do. Cause he's a big, uh, uh, David Friedman stand. Uh, <laughs> so, but I know this is David Friedman's argument that global warming might actually be good. I mean, it increases the carbon, which will, you know, allow it makes it easier for plants to build grow. It makes more areas on the planet, more fertile. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll pass off to you, Jeremy, cause I know you, you, you are a little bit, and obviously you're not David Friedman, but you, probably know more about this argument than most of us do. Yeah. And David Friedman wouldn't say that it's like, it's clear that global yeah. warming is good or any, anything like that. But I think that the sort of, he, he's a very um, sort of like, he's very good at thinking of, of things, of the things in a big picture way and sort of saying, what's the, what's the effect of this on the system of the whole, what are the trade-offs, you know, um, this kind of thinking. Right. Um, and I think that there is a very clear, like we don't have to, and David Friedman, for example, would, would accept that, uh, that the climate uh, is warming uh, somewhat. Um, that would be, I think that's true as well. Uh, um, and, but the question is from a libertarian perspective, right? We're, you know, from this sort of property rights economic perspective, what is the harm? Who is harmed? What is the cost? You know, th and this is a very simple um, you know, way that, th that these kinds of people who have this kind of agenda, you know, you can even put it to them. It's like, OK, so you're saying like, OK, I, I put out one ton of 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 carbon dioxide. Like, OK, who's hurt? And then and then and this is very important. And this is what definitely one of Friedman's points is also look at who benefits. Right. And if there are some economic transfer payments that need to happen. Right. Like if it really is true that the world at large, um, you know, using energy the way that in the most effective way ruins a pacific island of ten thousand people like okay let's just pay for that right like there's we can do that right like we can accept that there is that there are some trade-offs if it is true that that do, doing all this stuff raises you know sea level uh, an amount that we can deal with technologically like maybe there can be some economic transfer payments if you can really demonstrate a harm and say that you know you're doing this thing and it hurts but, you know, but demonstrate it don't say we need to prevent it you know demonstrate the harm quantify the harm they, they go right to let's do all these government programs. Let's take all this money. Let's do all these this this bullshit. Right. Uh, but from a sort of you know libertarian abstract perspective, you want to show that, hey, doing this like really has this effect and, and causes these harms. Like, you know, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, um, out of bounds that that, you know, that there could be something there. I think uh, God yeah. drowning California is not necessarily a bad thing. So that's yeah, a we already have for sure. <laughs> we have some like solutions already. Like Abu Dhabi is that's like a manufactured island. So that kind of right there. Like I don't know if you want to continue commerce and continue our economy and, and 
continue things growing, then do that. But maybe also be like you're saying, be conscious that maybe the water level will rise. But we have solutions for this. We can we can figure yeah, this out. Everything's gonna be fine. It's a it's a it's, Scott Adams has that thing about the law of like slow moving disasters that human beings like almost always you know they were very good at preventing them. I mean, I I really do like I'm not worried. Like in terms of, it, it, there's nothing to be worried about one way or another. Absolutely nothing yeah. to be worried yeah. about. It's that not. One it's, I, I joked about Cali drowning, but, but it's not like if it's not like overnight that's just gonna like you know change. It'll be a slow thing and. People will move and adjust. It's not like it'll be like they're just gonna be like, no, I'm not moving and let the water move in over decades. Yeah. Like, well, uh, you know, sorry. one of my favorite arguments was uh, at Dan Pena's rant against some woman that was like frantically saying her kids are going to die. And he was like, listen, you stupid bitch. <laughs> if these places were going to be underwater, insurance companies wouldn't be insuring like multi-million dollar houses. You wouldn't be buying beachfront property, but they're still doing it. They're still building there. They're still selling. So it's like, uh, yeah, I kind of look at like like most of these things. Look at where the money is going, and if those people aren't too worried, then I'm not that worried yeah. either. According also, to Al Gore, I was supposed bit. to be underwater right now. I'm in Miami. I'm not underwater. They're in fucking New York full too. of shit. Their prediction, their predictions are absolute trash. I don't know how many times they have to be proven wrong before people just dismiss this out of hand. There is no evidence of sea sea level rise. It's like within inches of what it was 50 years ago. It's a complete canard it's an obvious fucking fiction that is based off of modeling and if you didn't learn your lesson as to how manipulated and full of shit modeling is after covid i can't help you i'm sorry to be clear for the youtube censors that was parody uh, uh <laughs> climate change is 100 percent a real thing it's something Thanks. we should all be alarmed about the election no. was legit covid is real uh, I'm on a strike right now, just for the guys who. <laughs> Sorry, well, I cut you off, Reed. Go ahead. A funny thing. So even if you look at some of the the uh, modeling, like the the rational modeling, like if you look at the actual science of climate change, like CO2, there's no runaway uh, effects. Like doubling CO2 isn't even a doubling of the of the temperature. The ratio between CO2 and temperature is log. It's logarithmic. Like. It's like this notion of like, you know, so like even if like and, and you don't have to accept this conclusion, I'm not accepting saying that you have to do, but like the bounds of harm, we're talking about like a couple of meters of sea level rise. Like this is what which is something that can be solved via engineering. And I'm not even saying that's true. It's possible. It's it's substantially less than that. But like when there's no scenario in which we're approaching anything like catastrophe. I think that Jeremy, the science is settled. OK, <laughs> I'm actually more convinced that the greenies would destroy the environment than uh industry <laughs> because every solution that they present is much more destructive to the environment than existing systems so for example they the greenies hate pipelines but yeah. whenever we shut a pipeline down we're trucking oil instead so you're burning more oil and you have statistically more spills when you move things by truck and yeah. then they, you know, they, they want to adopt systems that don't produce nearly as much energy that take a ton of mining. Um, you know, they want all electric vehicles. They want um, th people don't realize if you get rid of fuel and you run everything on electricity, you have to update the grid massively, massively. I mean, the amount of power line infrastructure that you need on top of what you already have, it's absolutely insane. Uh, so none of these people have any experience on the job. They don't understand how the grid works. They don't understand how power production works. They don't understand anything. And they're trying to run or our the energy economy. industry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, aside from the economy and people, like if you're just worried about the environment in general, 
then the greenies are your biggest fucking enemy because they're going to destroy it more than well, industry will at this. And stage. and what's what's required in order to be able to have a conservationist mindset is abundance and wealth. Yes. Things that only first world economies have. Yeah, the look at people... Haiti or yeah. Somalia. <laughs> like they don't have national parks. <laughs> no, they're not real fucking concerned about conservatism because yeah. they're yeah. trying to survive. And that's the real issue is like the, the Venn diagram between people that bought hook, line and sinker, the COVID hysteria and the people that and, and also bought the line that the government was the only solution is a complete fucking circle when it comes to people that buy the global warming fear mongering and buy that we need a global government in order to address it. Yeah. yeah. These people have no right to speak anymore or make decisions for any of us. I want them all out of power. And if you're voting and you think this way, stop voting and go to church. You tell I, you're I also, actually just stop voting in general. Everybody. I also <laughs> want to say like the whole environment argument, I feel like it's almost like a little bit of a, a misnomer, like barring like a fucking nuclear, you know, uh, you know, Holocaust and even that, which like, these people <laughs> also support yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Barring something like that, the environment will be fine. Like far after we're gone. Yeah. Maybe we'll affect evolution in some way. It'll create different species or some shit, but really the, 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 the prime thing should be we're team human, like, and then environment if, second. If, like, if all be human beings <laughs> die, I don't give a fuck about earth. Yeah. Like I'm just being totally honest. <laughs> I don't care earth. about earth. If we're all dead, I don't give a fuck. The reason this place is valuable to me is because we get to live on it. Just being <laughs> totally honest with you guys. Yeah. I don't care about the planet. If we yeah. all die. hundred uh, percent. I'm not even, like uh, dead. Serious. I'm not kidding. I'm not overstating yeah. it either. And I don't think anyone really does because what the fuck is the use of it? Oh, because we want Bambi to still be hopping through a forest. Like you really give a shit if we're all nuked. By the way, if you put the progressives in charge, we're absolutely going to end up in a nuclear war. So uh, I think on all fronts, they should not be in power. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean I, so I think like the the if you like zoom out a bit, like it's all just uh, egalitarianism or a sort of equity type mindset, just seeking philosophical vehicles by which it can express itself. Right. Bingo. And the, nailed it. Yeah. It evolves itself over time, whether it's CRT or environmentalism or like whatever it is. There are people who have a certain view, a certain you know ethical orientation in, in terms of way in which they want to make things yep. uh, and, and they will just go to adapt, you know, find, uh, you know, whatever it is that will let. It is, it is classic problem reaction solution. The problem is whatever they tell you it is, the reaction is they fucking fear monger us. We give them more power. Solution is Marxism. Every yeah. single time. <laughs> That's yeah. solution. I mean, so, and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we want to uh, explore this. I think what, like, I tend to view it as more of like a bottom-up emergent type phenomenon rather than mm. a top-down um, instructed one. I think, okay. like, it, experientially, they feel very similar, right? Like, it's not wrong to, to talk about them as an entity and and so on. But I do think, in terms of how it actually happens. I think it is like frequently much more sort of like bottom up locally generated um, uh, sort of summation of of sentiment rather than uh, this sort of I mean, it, everything happens both ways. Uh, there, yes. you know, so but yes, that yeah, I, I, I attribute it more that way than a, than than a sort of that there is a, a sort of cohort that is that is really trying to direct this. I, I lean the latter. I think that yeah. the. The fact that the solution is always, hey, give us more money and power is not a coincidence. However, obviously, I agree with you. It's both a top down and bottom up because without academia, without the media, they wouldn't have all of the, the bottom up support for all of this totalitarian bullshit. So, like, you can't have one without the other. But I really do think that if the answer is always the same, 
then I tend to lean towards, you know, people that set the curriculum in schools. Those are the leaders, the people that, you know, year after year fear monger us and put out propaganda to this effect. Like, I just can't, I can't imagine that it's sure. all bottom. So, uh, so we may still agree actually then, because I'm not, what my difference would be like, no one's directing those people to do it, right? Like it oh. is, there are, there are obviously elite classes, people who are influencers versus the influence. Like I, I totally think that that all that, but yeah. like, I don't think that there is like any kind of like, it's, it's more that like they. You don't think they of, sat down forty years yeah, ago at the, and yeah. just like we're like, hey, this is what we're doing. Or even today, or even today. Oh, I don't think, yeah, well, mm. I think they're, 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 they're okay. Yeah, and this gets down. What do you mean? Because there's obviously Blue Pill like, Jeremy. Because yeah. <laughs> I think they are absolutely my, sitting down today and going ESG and global have, warming. I'm this biggest, is how we take I'm over the biggest world. blue pill, red pill person. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so you know, but, um, <laughs> this is this is one of my big problems with Dave Smith too. Like his his inability to understand like the that people do conspire at like high levels to do really weird shit. Dude, absolutely. I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that, that these, that pe I mean, these people message each other and, and work on these kinds of things. But I think that it's more about sort of like, it's still more about a sort of local self interest. Like it, everything is still, you know, coming down to these kinds of things where it's, it's, it's local, like just in terms of like actually modeling it, like, and it doesn't mean that there aren't sort of, nexuses or entities that that end up accruing a lot of power or influence it's not saying that everyone is equal when it, but, it, but it's not you're like, arguing it's more organic than it's than more yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's people's natural tendency to try to gain that power and gain that uh wealth or whatever so like you, you don't necessarily have to have people conspiring in a room together it's just what they're naturally going to do more than here's, here's another way of putting it. It's simply like a lot of it's more rational. It's rational behavior. Like it's both rational behavior at time. It's both rational behavior for someone who is like, who struggles at life to, to, to adopt communism as a set of values because it lets them uh, take from others and, and do these kinds of things. And it's also rational behavior for a certain class of people to say, look, if I say certain things, I can, uh, you know, manipulate and use and and gather the power of this these this other uh, class. And so it's like it's not it doesn't take someone being like, oh, let's implement communism. Like it's it, it it's uh, it's going to be somewhat emergent and and a continual kind of struggle because even as as things get better, like in a sort of like if in a relative positioning sense, like there's always going to be a class of people who may, well, not always, I mean, I, I but, but like, it's possible that, you know, there will always be a, a, a rational for, for a certain class to, to struggle against another one. I, you know, I don't know, not to get too Marxist, I guess. But. No, I, I think you're actually right. <laughs> yeah. It is a natural phenomenon because if it weren't, it, there wouldn't be this constant arc of like liberty, success, wealth accumulation, and then, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's just it's like it happens every time. So I, I have to agree with you. However, I do think that they are dictating policies once they get to this phase where it just becomes like, all right, how are we going to make sure that we maintain our power structure on the way down? And and that's, you know, maybe that's human nature, but I still think it's a little bit more. Yeah, and I do think it's self-interest and rational from the, the elites that are pushing it. But I do think in a certain sense that it's definitely artificial, but in a weird sense, also kind of organic because I do have to have some sort of uh center for them to tap into i do want to push back on you real quick top because 
I actually disagree with that on Dave. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have my boys back. I do think he he does believe a lot of the stuff we we say, but I think he's just very careful about how he words things, and I don't think he likes to speak on things that he can't be a hundred percent. He's very hmm. uh, meticulous in that, and I, I can are respect you, that. Are but, you saying yeah. he's afraid of bold messaging? No, that's <laughs> no. Well, oh, I mean, you can. I think, I think he's. I think he's concerned with accuracy more than he is yeah. the boldness. Like if he, he knew, he would say it. You know, but he just yeah. doesn't know. And I, I, and I don't a, know either. I'm just more willing to say, like, this is what I think's happened. Well, I had yeah, an issue with him. I mean, even on the episode that you were just on with him uh, the other day, Clint, he's like, you brought up Alex Jones. And he's like, well, Alex Jones doesn't know shit. I like, maybe, you know, some shit. Alex Jones knows a lot of fucking stuff. It's just very it's I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly where to put that. I think Dave has bought the the mainstream narrative on Alex a little bit. And if you don't listen, if you haven't listened to Alex for you know a long time, like I have, you would probably think he's because all you've been told about is what he was wrong about. So it's like, okay, yeah, of course your perspective or perspective on him is going to be totally fucking you know off whack, but I don't I don't hold that against people really. And that seems to be Dave's point is the, the accuracy thing because people will focus on where you fuck up. Um, you know, so I, I can get where he's coming from. It's for example, I've been doing a lot of conspiracy content lately, and you do have to try to couch if if I was to say a lot of things with a high level of certitude, you get a weird spot. But even then, even with that, if and if some you know horde wanted to come at me and like say with my OKC series, be like Oh well, this this specific thing and that specific thing. This is you know, there's this person saying the opposite. You get in this quagmire of like having to argue this, and then you're on your back foot, and like so. I can understand, especially for someone in Dave's position, being where he's at, being kind of the figurehead in a lot of ways. That it would be like, I don't want to have to deal with any of that bullshit. I'll just say things that I know, be, and I know for a hundred percent certitude, and that way I don't even have to deal with it. Like, yeah, you can argue with me, and I'm coming from a place of strength all the time, all the time, like a hundred percent of the time. So. Yeah. I think that's kind of but, Dave's position is because yeah, he's yeah. always in debate mode. He's like, I'm only going to say shit I know I can actually like cru crucify you with. But I think the mistake he's making is that if Dave ends up being a real major impact in this next election cycle, he's going to get the Alex Jones treatment. So like he should be, in my estimation, he should be more sensitive to the fact that like if this guy is getting treated like this, why? And should I look into this a little bit further and understand perhaps this is what's coming down the, like no matter how careful Dave is, like that's what's coming for YouTube. Really. Like it's it's coming. So uh, that's kind of my yeah. perspective. It also leave it, it eliminates a, a Machiavellian factor that you could have that kind of uh, I don't know obscures your messaging a little bit, but also makes you uh, possibly more attractive. But I don't know. I I feel like if if you're just constantly like looking for the truth, or or not not just looking for the truth, but looking to be the most accurate, that can also be used against you. And yeah. I think we'll find out. I, I get we'll it. It's good how. to take risks occasionally. But I think when – Dave is, is insanely smart individual. So I think for him, he's like, why do I need to take risks when I know this 100% fact, this 100% fact, this 100% fact, and I can fucking rail you with this, rail you with that, rail you with this, and I don't need to go in this speculation game whatsoever. And I get it, you know, like uh, – but, you know, I don't know. It's different strokes for different folks, I mean, but I, I just think like – you know, I, I will agree. I, I, I you know, so how he kind of treats the, the Alex Jones types. I'm a little bit more sympathetic. and kind of like Clinton is because it's like, though, if anything, those are the risk takers. And, you know, I, I think there's something to be had there. I think they open I mean, a lot. He gave eyes, up yeah. over ha like 80 percent of his audience being against the Iraq war. And no libertarians give him credit for that. It, I'm not none, but like way too many don't give him credit for that. And that's crazy to me because that was probably the inflection point that like, decided whether or not we were going to be where we are today and he was on the right side of history that fucking matters and like i 
I even said, I think that what he's done historically has been heroic. And I got tons of pushback on my show. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? That is heroic. If you came out in 2002 against the Iraq war, you're a fucking hero. Like whoever you are. there were, I know good libertarians that weren't against I was them, so. seven years yeah. old with the sign on the side of the road. Um, Great job, little Reed. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, with Alex Jones, so with all conspiracy theory detractors and with Alex Jones, I feel like they're, they both have a role in this. Like people look at anyone who doubts the official narrative as Alex Jones. Like there's no escaping it. Like if you even if you just think like, yeah, I'm not so sure that um, flight 93 was, you know, taken over by the passengers and then they slammed it into the ground. Like even if you're just iffy on that, it's instantly like, Oh, so you don't believe in airplanes. You, but you know, like all this shit. Um, And I think that's, partially because of Alex Jones, but it's also a lot of people aren't willing to listen to anybody who has any deviation from the official narrative. And you're just instantly put in this kook camp of, you know, denying facts or whatever. And I think that's unfortunate. And I think a lot of the people who stick to accuracy tend to, you know, just kind of push anyone who has any deviance from uh, any deviation from the official narrative as a kook. And I don't think that's good. I would argue the inverse that the people that that view anything away that that deviates from the mainstream narrative is kooks. You're more wrong about everything than the kooky motherfuckers are. Like you, you are so wrong about your entire worldview that I can't even relate to you. Like I, if you don't think that there's fuckery going on in some form or fashion, I'm like, you're a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and I brought this point when we had Dave on too. I can completely. I mean, maybe it's because I've gone down these rabbit holes. Uh, that I can totally sympathize with the Alex Jones type who take like a whole lot of leeway because it's like, yeah, I get it. He says a lot of things with certitude that maybe he shouldn't. But at the same time, it's like when you learn about things like the Founders Club and then you hear then somebody makes a claim that, you know, I don't know, the Democrats are uh, kid eating pedophiles or the, or something crazy. You're like, well, I don't know. There's some credence that, you know, could kind of lend itself <laughs> to that. I mean, I'm not saying that's the case, but, you know, like. I mean, I don't know. There's a, yeah. there, there's precedence here. <laughs> I had that. I actually had that discussion with him and Scott on a stream, and I was like, if they're going to accuse like Hillary Clinton of, of eating children, why would you go out of your way? To, why would you defend her? Why would you yeah want to say the truth? I would just say yeah, and then that's it, and log <laughs> off, or just like okay, uh, yeah, I'm not that concerned about. I don't know. There's a there's a certain tactic that I think if Hillary Clinton hasn't eaten used. at least one child, I'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, let's move on. We're talking conspiracy theories. Also, just, so. I mean, not to speak from experience, but once you have one. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Pringles. <laughs> yeah, we, were talking about, we were talking about on Tower Power the other day, or yesterday, how uh, we were joking about, because there are conspiracy theories that there's like a chakra in your butthole, and then people deduce <laughs> that like from that, that like it kind of ties into the adrenochrome conspiracies, and then why it's always pedophilia, specifically little boys. And I was like, well, that's how you get to the tippy top there, bud. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm not saying do it, but, you know, there are some benefits. <laughs> <laughs> a joke, guys. A joke. Jeremy, do you <laughs> want to get elected? Jose as irrational and repugnant. Uh, I mean, this is where you get really crazy conspiracy. Because you can tie so many conspiracy theories together. that, And some of them have small grains of something to them. But then you can jump from this to that and, and make, like, 
craft them together and create your own little crazy conspiracy. It gets I, feel, wild. I feel like I'm looked at it as the conspiracy guy and you and top are way bigger conspiracy theorists <laughs> yeah. than me. Like well, 10 I'm aware of them. I enjoy listening yeah. to them. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. But I, I don't, listen, I don't really buy them. Like I if listen there's to not Clint, something legit. I listen to your show when I want to feel normal, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen to this blue pilled cuck. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think is the largest conspiracy? That's clearly true, true. Yeah. psg that's the, mo- the moon oh the, the, that's true sorry that's <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i would put forth like operation uh snow white as a candidate like where there's like hundreds at least hundreds to thousands uh like that's the like scientology infiltration uh i don't actually know that one yeah i don't, I don't know, know that either one. but that uh i mean i mean other like government ones i guess what like operation is- timber oh. sycamore Although there's, is that like so pretty many. much accepted it, now? There's They're so all many. Real. But, what like, is, yeah. but what's no? But what's the base that's like accepted? Like like Gulf of Tonkin is like there's yeah. probably a lot of people involved in that. That's like everyone accepts that the, the government was like wait, it's some branch of sinking of the Lusitania or Gulf of Tonkin. Wait, I think, so are yeah. you saying the biggest one that's accepted or the biggest one that's not culturally accepted? Accepted. accepted. Oh, what's the wow. one that's? I would say yeah. Tonkin. Yeah. I don't know anyone that pushes back on that. Like I mean, no weapons of weapons of mass destruction. Does anybody deny that anymore? I mean, oh, MK yeah. Ultra some, some is like wild very as fuck. Though. The, the, yeah, the official, yeah, the official explanation on weapons of mass destruction is not a conspiracy, uh, which obviously I'm not suggesting is a correct explanation, but uh, that's like hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, I guess uh, I have Sam K Ultra for that one. I mean, like, uh, although, like, what do you mean by accepted? Do you mean by like at, at large by society, or accepted and like they've said for sure it happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I want where it's like it's that yes, the evidence is like like very very strong that it's because I find all kinds of possibilities plausible, right? Yeah. Uh, but if I'm trying to sort of size like what could be true. I'm, I'm, I think it's reasonable to look at like what are things that we know are true and then sort of like extrapolate from there. So it's like mm. if the largest conspiracy – because conspiracies are hard to maintain. That's part of the problem with conspiracy, right? Uh, there's a lot of incentive to defect, et cetera. And so it's like you know, what's the largest conspiracies that have been successful? You know, Secret ones are probably going to be like – they could be somewhat larger than that, but they're probably not a hundred times larger than that. Oh, you right? mean large in scope? Like, yeah, uh, large in okay. scope and grandest people, okay. you know, how secretive, how long they maintained it. Well, the, know, the, I think the number one with a bullet is the Federal Reserve in terms of like the most successful, <laughs> long lasting. They got away with it. They've made an incredible amount of wealth. And then the most, yeah. the most prevalent, farthest reaching conspiracy of all time, and it's happening in real time, is ESG. Uh, I, I honestly believe that's like that is a global push for essentially central banking, oh. CBDCs, everything. Dude, Operation this, this Gladio is a good one. Are you guys aware of Gladio? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's just wild. That's basically a lot of people realize we had Northwoods over here that didn't actually or they say it didn't pop off. But like because Kennedy fucking threw a fit and was like, fuck you guys. We're not doing this shit. I mean, a lot of conspiracy people are like, well, they probably fucking kind of did it anyways. But, um, you know, but the the people, I, I don't know the specifics, but I know I was talking to, I think it was Richard Booth, the guy I did my OKC thing with. He was saying, uh, like, the main guy from the Northwoods things that basically end up being the main guy for the Gladio shit. So they, they basically just moved it over to Europe. I forget a specific where it was at, but they basically that just did Northwoods over there. Pales in comparison yeah. to the Federal Reserve, dude. Oh, yeah. it, imagine if you're a criminal 
and you come from one of the wealthiest families in history and you get together with a bunch of the other wealthiest families in history and you come up with a way to control the money printers and the money supply. That is the fucking greatest racket of all time. And people just look at it like, oh, that's a given. This is just this is how things work. I mean, it kind of is, though. If you look at history, it's, it's kind not. Of- if think about it though, what were they doing pre- previous before fiat? They were melting down gold, fucking you know, uh, you know, diluting it, shit like that. So this is yeah, the that's thing that's gone on forever. Minor in comparison, way. shaving yeah. some off of a gold coin is a little different than being able to print yeah. as much money as you want. Yeah, the next one will be the CBDCs. So, so it'll it'll keep on it'll keep on yeah, it'll keep it's shifting evolving. as technology shifts. So uh, let's keep moving with conspiracies. Uh, uh, we just had the Nord Stream pipeline that blew up. So my thing is like. <laughs> It was clearly obviously Russia, uh, but now why? <laughs> like, what twelve D chess is Russia doing here? What possible like what what crazy machinations? Oh, you think we won't here? nuke you? We'll get rid of our <laughs> only outlet for cheap oil exports. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only possible reason they would do it is to blame it on us so they could escalate things but they don't need a reason to escalate things they're the war is already in full swing he's already invaded so i don't understand yeah. why he would need something else so it doesn't make any sense i don't, don't think he down. wants to escalate either like i don't think he wants this he's like yo now stop <laughs> why, why would he want to escalate he's already he's already escalated to the point and he's already basically taking the land that he wants why would he go and be like hey now i'm gonna do something to bring europe into this war by get, having an article five uh violation like it doesn't make any sense to me at all there's no well, there's I no mean, logical explanation sounds like assad with the chemical weapons right like uh exactly after he's yeah he's sort of won the war just to kill his people and i think violate that's the UN rules just like Jeremy was just bringing up, I like to look at conspiracies of the past to be able to assess things in real time a little bit more expeditiously. That's how I feel when I saw that. I was like, if you guys remember on my Twitter, I said within hours, I was like, I would, I have a strong sense as to who did this. And I have a even stronger sense as to how quickly Russia is going to be blamed for this. And it's yeah. like, I said that within an hour of the fuck. And we didn't even know that it was sabotage at the point. And I was just like, this is what happened because I just know this is what the fucking government does. Right. This was entirely in scope, right? That's entirely in the scope of things that have happened for centuries. I had, you know, like it's a tradition. It's really an American tradition. Uh, It's, it's, you know, so it's, um, yeah, false uh, flags. Yeah, <laughs> it's our most honored tradition. Yeah, to yeah to, to uh, start a war under false pretenses. So you know, um, um, we should all be uh, you know raising our flags high because uh, you know we're really um... our Ukrainian flags. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm gonna... All right, why isn't it? All right, not to and um, I would have my own answers, but I want to hear from you guys. Like, like why? Like it? It's a that should be a scandal, right? Like. In the yes. abstract, like, because even to an average American, like, did you know that America blew up an oil <laughs> plant? Like, like that, that's, that's, it, you know, so what is the actual specific, like, mechanism or incentives or reasons by which, like, it's really not, you, it's not even really discussed very much. It's discussed plenty on social media, but in the, you know, so what, how, how, why? Wait, what, what do you mean? Like why? Why? Like why isn't it? Why you know? um, Why is it not being discussed by the media? Operation. I can answer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because the media is fucking bought and paid for. They're owned by Uh, the government. Unironically, Operation Mockingbird. Not even playing. So yeah. 
but John Brennan was on. I forget which agent, which agency. it was ABC. Which, yeah, and he was just saying, "Well, it sounds like it's a government. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Like a." All a right. Robot. Well, how about, my, how about my local paper? Why isn't why doesn't a union leader reporter in New Hampshire? Uh, you know, people talk about it on Twitter. Why doesn't he just put it on? I think it's because it forms like a kind of. There's a media culture that's formed. It's kind of like the. Uh, God, who is that fucking one commie that was kind of good, kind of sucks now? Uh, God, I can't think of his name. Fucking, uh, I'm really, I, I don't know, whatever. It, it's a dude who had the line about fucking, um, uh, like, he was talking to one reporter, and the, he was like, are you saying that, like, I'm corrupt, and, like, and that's why I'm here? And he's like, no, I'm just saying, you, if you wouldn't be here if you didn't have these opinions. And I think it's kind of like a cultural thing that's created within these apparatus. These people want to be respectable journalists. They kind of intuitively know where, where the culture's at, what the line is, what they should or shouldn't say. And it's not even that they're necessarily being corrupt or they're, or they're, you know, yes, they are. Well, some are, I think it's a bit of both. And this is, you know, some are evil, some are dumb. Uh, you know, some just kind of fall in line. Um, and I think it's a mixture of uh, all of those. If three, you're a reporter so. and you don't investigate, you're corrupt. That's your job. That's the only, that's the entire reason you, now, if it's not your beat, Okay, fine. You know, you're fucking focused on the latest Kim Kardashian news. I'm not blaming you for not looking into the fucking Nord Stream explosion. I understand that. If you are a foreign geopolitical analyst and you're not out there doing the fucking work to figure out what happened, you are abdicating your duty to report to your fucking consumers, which is the end user, the reader. And I have absolutely zero respect for you. But I, I think you're giving perfect. them too much credit, though. I think that I think you're, you're making I, these I'm giving them be, the exact credit that they ought but to deserve. I think especially with Jeremy, we was talking about like these smaller beat reporters or whatever. A lot of them, the, the re reports that they're going to be referring to for their information are going to be the standard respected news sources. But they're, and on that's Twitter. They're, they're on Twitter. Right? Yeah. They're on Twitter. Well, and I, th I think that is changing things. That's what yeah. now we have things like Twitter, and that's why there is a comeuppance of good individuals like the fucking like uh, Matt Taibbi, fucking uh, basically Max the entire Substack arsenal. Yeah. So and yeah. yeah, and they are coming up, and in media is this is why it's dying. But I, these I people, yeah, go on. A really good example of this to just prove ironclad how owned the media is. Look at the Hunter Biden story. It was true. And it was yeah. only reported on basically by the New York Post and a bunch of like fucking lunatic fringe right wing websites. That's it. That's all you got. So now we're up to another crisis point, an even bigger one when it comes to the potential of World War Three at the end of, at the other end of it. And you still have people, you know, that are hesitant because they realize like you you're either all in with the the neoliberal establishment that is like this is our fucking narrative bro you want us you want to ever work in this industry again this is what you stick with and if you don't you go indie and you go substack and you go you know fucking rockfin and like that's it like there, there's two paths and you have to choose and if you if you differ from the fucking mainstream you are done forever they will never welcome you back into the inner sanctum and i think that's scary for a lot of these pussy ass reporters <laughs> and i have no respect for them I, I don't respect from either. I just think a lot of times uh, incompetence uh, it can can be applied to embrace the band hammer. Like think about the kind of people, yes. especially lower level reporters that aren't impressive people. Like like what 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 are these people? These are probably people making like I don't know thirty forty thousand maybe, or or this is something they're doing as a side hustle or something. Like these aren't generally impressive. They can make more on OnlyFans. There's no excuse. Fucking tell the truth. This yeah. is a shit. But uh, all right. 
I mean, I'm I'm 100% on like that it happens, right? Like that the censorship happens, that there is this like very odd incons- you know, behavior and so on. Like I'm not 100% on like why. I consider myself um, somewhat open, uh, open-minded. You know, I have ideas, but I'm not, you know, like just in terms of like why all these things, um, you know, play out the way that they. Well, I think the, the yeah. other underlying factor is that they all come up through the same colleges. Like if you get a job at the Washington Post or any of these bigger publications, you almost certainly came out of fucking Brown or Harvard or Yale or whatever. So like they've been programmed into this for a very long time. Yeah, so which is my not, that was my point. The point they're being but programmed. It doesn't, it doesn't remove blame. That's my point. Like, yes, I grant you that they're indoctrinated. I don't give a fuck. I despise them and they should oh, me too. be better human <laughs> beings. So like whether they're doing it out of ignorance and being shitty at their job or if they're doing it because they've been indoctrinated or they're doing it knowingly because they're scum of the earth and they're trying to climb the fucking ladder of hell. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I hate stupid and evil people, so we're on the same page. So yes, <laughs> that's why. Except I for women, I like women. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of the people who are like along, you know, are somewhat along for the ride. Like they have a psychology where they're like, they're like they they agree uh, and want to further what they're told they should agree with and want to further and like they're you know. They, if, if you know you told them to be great libertarians they were doing great libertarians you know it's they're they're not uh they're just lo- looking to be filled with something you know um and, and you know, so. they're an npc specifically you specifically you they want to be filled with you yeah. yeah that's that's my npc theory like there's like 70 80 percent of people that are just like not in the middle they lean obviously left right now but they're just empty vessels to be filled and if you control the culture or whatever it is, you move them to your side. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, this really emphasizes why this entire like power structure system has been established is because they realize that the majority of human beings have no cognition. They have no, you know, autonomy and actual capacity to think for themselves. So all you have to do is make an environment where going against their narrative is uncomfortable to them and they will never go against it. That's all. That's the entire, that's all it, all it requires. In fact, they've even got it so fine tuned that they don't have to give you anything other than a pat on the back. And that's enough. And sometimes they don't even have to give you that. They just have to not have a fucking bot swarm come after your social media because now for the youngest people, that's all they give a fuck about. So like that, it used to be that the government had to like turn around and give you some free shit. Now they're just like, no, we'll just like pat you on the back or now we'll just leave you alone because you shut your mouth. Good, good little slave. Like it's incredible. Like the, I think it's really weak though, because obviously because they're providing nothing, anyone that's suffering is going to start to look for truth elsewhere um, or they're going to kill themselves. And I'm fine with either option. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, they, I, I do think there's something to be said there. We we're talking about like the Matt, Matt Taibis, the Blumenthal's, the people like that. I think that the key is people always want to appeal to like the centrist or the normal voter or the normal person. And I think that's looking at it wrong. I think you, you kind of start creating your own. I mean, maybe you can use word culture or whatever you want to call it. You start forging your way, being un- unapologetic, 
fucking just pushing through, not re regarding the, the hordes of people saying you're wrong or whatever. And over time, you start creating that same phenomenon that they have within your own groups. Because yeah. then you end up with your own fucking idiots that are just like <laughs> clapping and do and just follow along with whatever culture or, or programming or whatever you're you exactly call it right. created. And but that's, I mean, this that's is basically why, elite theory 101, but you know. Yeah, but that yeah. that's why that they they hold on to that stranglehold hold of of media and political ownership because they realize if like liberty were to become cool, well then they have a problem. They have a real problem on their hands. But right now slavery is cool. Like the only way you're fucking you fit in if you're under 30 years old and you're on social media is to be super pro slavery. Like that's an amazing mind fuck. That they've actually convinced the youth of this country that it's rebellious to want to be a slave forevermore. Like L L P and H right. is making liberty cool on Twitter. We're yeah, unironically, yeah. We're the vanguard. I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, unironically, yeah. this is exactly kind of you know like like this. It, I don't know. I, I I try not to talk on this too much, but this is literally my fucking reason. Like why I uh, like one of the main reasons I'm an agorist. I don't think that's sustainable, but when I see people like you guys at LPNH actually doing it, I'm like, well, okay, prove me wrong. It's like a win-win. I don't fucking care. Like, this is dope. Keep fucking going. Uh, so like, that is like what, when I see shit like that, like literally pushing it to the nth degree to the, and disregarding all the fuckers, like letting these people know how you feel about them. Fuck, I, I don't know. I'm all for it. Like, t like a big f you to the establishment. Because I think if there's any, any use whatsoever for fucking political vehicles, uh, you know, within our sphere as liberty people or whatever, it's only for messaging. Like, yeah, maybe you can get minor things here and there politically, whatever, what have you. But let's be real, especially at this given time, the the prime thing, the only real reason is messaging. Because if you lose that, you lose everything. Like the, the, the message of you know libertarianism, liberty, of uh, fucking markets, whatever, whatever you want to call it, like that that is like the most important thing. If you start watering it down for elections or this or that, uh, so we can pass this one referendum, I, I think you it's just like you're you're fucking you're losing it. Like like so when I see things like LPNH, I'm like, okay, prove me wrong. I'm I'm all here for it. You know, fucking go, go ham. I'm 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 here for it. Uh I, I guess that provides a kind of good segue to kind of get into talking about that because Obviously, last uh, last one of these we had Dave on. I love Dave, uh, but uh, obviously we all pretty much all of us uh, disagreed with him to some extent or another. Uh, Top wasn't here for that one, so I guess I kind of wanted to get Jeremy's and and no one's. I mean, if if Dave wants to come on at some point and talk about this or whatever, or you Dave, know, hop on right now. I know you're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're not here to shit on him. It's just obviously we have different opinions on the matter. Uh, I, I, so I oh, guess man, I just. I Huh? I, I I haven't been um tracking all of this uh yeah. to, to be honest like well, I, let, let me give not, you the the yeah. cliff notes Dave Dave is opposed to LPNH's message messaging on the more extreme messaging yeah. front he called yeah. he called Reed stupid and gay on the podcast it was crazy <laughs> well he's that's right. true yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's gay but he's pretty smart, <laughs> smart yeah, I don't uh, I think there's like honestly my answer is that there's like plenty of room to disagree here um and this is also probably related to the differences of what's going on in new hampshire versus what's going on with the libertarian party generally like like i think dave is you know is it wants to have a message that is like you know willing to say things that a lot of people aren't um but you know, he's also trying to be pragmatic in terms of how he does that. And the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire is kind of trying to be like, 
we have the biggest libertarian dicks because we're, you know, we're actually getting it done over here, you know, and so we're a li- little bit more comfortable, um, you know, like we're 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 playing to the base a bit more, and Dave is kind of trying to go to the base and be like, guys, let's let's go beyond the base, let's go. And I'm not trying to say that LPNH is only playing to the base, by the way, not at all. Like we have so many viral tweets that you know are doing mainstream kinds of things, but in terms of like, oh, it plays like, to the base. It's but yeah, but some of the stuff like like we're like uh, and even in, in terms of, and not to conflate my stuff with LPNH stuff because I actually and I manage so many different brand accounts on Twitter and I keep them all separate but um or on social media generally but it's like like that's that is part of it like because we're trying to create we're trying to send this signal and saying like hey like in New Hampshire there's enough of us that like you don't have to hold back right that you don't and and. And like, but Dave is not wrong to say like, look, if we want to be maximally successful, maybe we hold back a little, right? Like, like, you know, and so I don't think, you know, and so I think it's just the tension behind those kinds of things. I don't like, I don't See, think this is where my disagreement came in is like, why not just say we disagree with LPNH's messaging, but we're a decentralized movement and leave it at that. Like, well, I, no, I don't have to say anything. I don't know. Well, maybe what, what went beyond that? I guess. I don't know. Like. He, he said it was like faggot. if if you want to if you want this movement to yeah. you know be nothing but the sixteen of you that enjoy this then, then continue on this path or something to that effect. I mean, it was pretty aggressive. And, it was and aggressive. I, yeah, I I totally disagree that like this is it's so unappealing that you're going to lose everybody. Like, look, if we learned anything from the Trump moment, it's that you can if you are if you are charismatic, you can get away with fucking. Literally grabbing women by the pussy. So like, come on. <laughs> you can, you yeah, I have in Central Central Square or whatever the fuck it's called. My <laughs> my issue with what Dave what Dave did is is like like you said just just like being outwardly uh, aggressive towards what New Hampshire is doing. I like both methods because Me maybe too. four four or five years ago I was that Tim Pool audience that Dave is talking to now that like larger group of Dave Rubin faggots that weren't sure. <laughs> I was a classical liberal. Maybe I'm a conservative. And then you then you hear a better argument. Then you go into, you know, you, you fall deeper and deeper into libertarianism. But I need Dave to be the marijuana. And then I need I need New Hampshire to be that crack cocaine that is just going <laughs> to fucking hit them hard. It, there should it, you guys should be working Perfect in harmony. Metaphor. Exactly. Yes. Mm. Working in harmony to destroy. We're more like heroin community. than crack cocaine. I think. <laughs> and you know what's, yes. what? The, the reason this metaphor works so well is because when you get too much crack in your system, a perfect way to mellow out and prevent a heart attack is marijuana. So you, fucking, <laughs> you, you OD on NH and then you go back to Dave. You, yeah, I, that's I, why I, we're I just, more like uh, heroin because we just straight up overdose and like fucking. You got to be careful though, because if, if you're using the heroin metaphor, I want to make it very clear to people out there never mix your opiates and your cannabis. That's a fucking recipe for disaster. I'm just letting you know. Uh, weed has a tendency to enhance certain uh, drugs, and opiates is one of them. So oh, like, well, then as oh, someone wow. who's never done opiates, I take it back, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You can be yeah. like, oh, I only took a small dose of my opiates and i should be in for a fun time smoke a little bit of weed and holy fuck <laughs> yeah i'm pretty dave, sure that crack dave, and pot mix as well though dave yeah that's soft i mean they're not cracking and coke so but yeah they, they mix well they're nice but it's like almost like a waste of weed like it's like you're it's doing nothing at that point you're like, whoa <laughs> so jeremy i went back and watched the uh the podcast i did with you at pork fest back in june and it was almost like prophetic about all this shit because I was asking you these questions like, so do you think that edgy 
messaging works and like and, and you were just saying well we're so low in the polls and there's so few of us out there we should just be trying everything and i don't even know that this is going to work i'm not necessarily saying that the way we're doing things is the right way but we should be trying everything we can right now and that was what really stuck with me is like i mean there is no wrong strategy right now from like one area of the liberty movement like if the whole movement was trying one thing at a time or something then you could say there's like a wrong strategy but there's like almost nothing you can do that's actually detrimental because we're really like trying to figure out what the fuck will work and at this point it's like okay that doesn't work okay this worked okay that you know and then i feel like other people can actually kind of look at us and you know follow what ends up working well and you know we're almost like the tip of the spear that's trying to figure this out for them but look if, if an lpnh tweet leads to world war three i will say that you guys failed <laughs> but otherwise okay, i'm enough. pretty I'm a, I'm pretty forgiving what i am concerned about lpnh tweets is uh like well read, read what you were just saying there like other people seeing you and then trying to be edgy but just not smart about it and yeah. then it comes then it comes off real really stupid and it makes people look bad p-nord so, you know there's, there's i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of accounts that are like that like even lpmc accounts that are like oh i see you trying to be edgy but it it's yeah. weird it's gotta Maybe work you guys, yeah. it's gotta you guys should they're like happy class. birthday hitler and you're like dude no <laughs> jesus christ yeah like that's not our like, guy like you got it totally wrong man that's yeah. not fucking Face. even though that like, would be funny as, shit. <laughs> as 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 capitalists you guys should be opening up classes and teaching these affiliates or whoever how to tweet it can't be taught. It can't be. No one taught me, no. man. You can't, you, can't, you can't teach fringe <laughs> tweeting, and I'll explain why. It's yeah. because <clears throat> as soon as you touch that line and you hit it perfect, that line changes. So you can't oh, teach yeah. it. It's sure. constantly evolving. The I also you. want to give a huge shout out to Eric Sawyer because he's the other guy who uh, helps with the. I mean, and he puts out most of the tweets, and I think he's also had some of the most viral ones and some of the Jew? most impactful ones. <laughs> No, that's Jeremy. <laughs> no, 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 like the, the full-on Jew. You have like another one that's like practicing and everything. Oh, no, no, no. He's in the comms committee, but he's not. Oh, okay. He doesn't um, actually tweet. So Yeah, you need to have him do take credit for everything. There's so much game in that, and that's good for like people just in general. I've, I've even learned that from Eric. Like he picks, he's picked up so many followers just like by, with great reply game. He just like replied. Oh my God. Yeah. All of his replies get thousands of like, like he'll reply to Biden or uh, David Hogg or something. And it'll just blow the fuck up. <laughs> it must be that you guys are verified. Cause I I've been uh, suppressed in replies forever and you guys like don't seem to have any issue with traction. So maybe it's a verified that allows you to like circumvent that. Yeah. You guys, the other thing that's hilarious is, no one can tell us apart. I mean, sometimes it's obvious when one of us makes it, but like you'd be amazed. Sometimes people are like, uh, Eric will message me, Holy shit, this was such a great tweet. And I'll be like, I thought that was you. That wasn't me. And it was oh, Jeremy nice. or, I'm going to take like, a guess. Even here's a game I play. I, I read New Hampshire's tweets and I say, Who tweeted that? So uh, one recently they said, uh, I, they said, uh, New Hampshire is a small country and the United States is a big country and that's not good or something to that effect. That was you, Jeremy. That Negative. Wrong. That was Reed. Oh my God! That yes. had like the syntax of Jeremy. I was like, "That's Jeremy for sure." <laughs> Damn, I did. It is. It is where really I was stuff. like, I was basically pretending to be Jeremy. I forget what it was. I sent it to him <laughs> saying, "Everyone's going to think this was you." I was. Uh, um, oh yeah, it was like you know the comparisons to MAGA are unfair. 
we actually want to destroy democracy. They just want to go back to 2019 or something like that. And I know sure. everyone thought that was Jeremy, but I'm pretty sure like 80% of the time I can know when it's read. It's pretty, it reads pretty, pretty. No, dude, dude. Most of the Israel stuff is Eric. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Most of it is <laughs> like even, even some of the Epstein stuff is Eric and everyone's like, Oh, there goes Reed again. Like, Nope. Well, me. Under the I, bus I, you go, Eric. I got to disagree <laughs> with all of you personally. I, I don't, I think every single uh, fucking account should be like LPNH. That's, that's my, uh, that's my sense. I mean, <laughs> but at the very least, I, to be like LPNH. I will they can't, compromise. They can't do it. I will compromise and say at the very least, don't be a fucking douche when LPNH is being awesome. So I think you should be who you are. <laughs> And yeah. and I just hope that who you are is based. Yeah, and <laughs> if who you are is not LPNH, just get out of the way. I think <laughs> if you like LPNH Twitter, you should come for a visit to New Hampshire. You can go to the yes. URL fsp.org slash visit where we <laughs> fucking moving to New Hampshire. I'm banking, I'm banking on global warming, bro. <laughs> If if global warming actually happens and New Hampshire heats up, I'm I'm in there, man. Fuck yeah, in dude, there. me too. <laughs> it'll be beautiful if it goes up a few degrees. Yeah. Yeah, five degrees. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, like now, global warming's fake. So now, when you uh, book a flight, you can pick one that makes the Earth the warmest on Google. Uh, <laughs> they color it the wrong way, but if you want the Earth to get warmer, you got to pick the one that's like gray. Yeah, it does, also does more emissions. <laughs> Just, just do a couple laps. <laughs> I paid an extra three hundred dollars because I hate the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I ironically think it. Yeah, I really do genuinely think more should be like that. I, I know, I know that a lot of people want to appeal to the. the uh, it's a populist idea. I'm very. I mean, it's it's weird. Like it's the whole populism elitism thing. It's kind of almost like a false dichotomy in a lot of ways. But I'm I more am a fan of appealing to the polls. Like if you look at the political compass, like people along the edges because i oh, think i thought like, you meant the fucking like the polls and no one will care about that <laughs> shitting on the poll i don't even have anything to hit on pollocks but yeah no i, don't no, I meant, I meant polls like that's the normal election term is polls oh, like, what percentage poll. of people would like it i was like that's <laughs> terrible advice that's so awesome that jose took it as the race <laughs> i know he's like, he's like fuck the polish not race but nationality whatever yeah but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't really think that should be. And I know a lot of you are like, oh, you know, we're trying to win elections or do this or do that. But I, I do think, you know, the people along the outskirts are the ones who actually have principles and stuff. And I think the people in the middle will eventually come once you've created like a no, they'll a, starve. A they'll, yeah. Or they'll starve. Yeah, because they're kind of just sheep. And like appealing to them is kind of like, okay, cool. You got those it's, people it's, will only follow you once you're already popular. So like, yes. you don't go for them now. You go yeah. for everything else and then you work your way towards the middle if you want to or just let them starve it's fine yeah i mean they're they're, they're literally just sheep they go wherever they're fucking herded to so I, I think you almost to some extent should be sort of unconcerned with them and they will just be a, a byproduct in the end essentially because and these aren't people who generally think deeply about any of these fucking issues yeah. so if you like, consider that, yourself a moderate in these times like i don't even know like, what i could possibly like, re- yeah. do to reach you like well, I'm the a war, why are you talking culture war is like <laughs> it's like 15 to 20 percent of the people and it's like such a tight battle i i feel like because the left controls the institutions it looks like way more left-leaning but there's a critical mass once you get that mass over to your side that other 80 comes and mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a firm believer of that, and well, we'll yeah. see what happens. And one of the few tweets that, I've ever sent over, but well, one of one of the few tweets I've ever sent that I kind of regretted. I was like, the LBGT community should like, or the activist organization should really come out in strong opposition to the you know 
child whatever stuff they're doing and and i was like maybe i shouldn't have told them <laughs> like just <laughs> just let them continue because like that's i really believe like that's the one thing that actually reaches some normies even some don't get it even when their kids are being like totally manipulated um but i think that that's that's the one line that i kind of have to rely on some sort of tipping point coming from okay like you fucked with our kids like we're done now yeah. And, and, and to my point with the, the polls thing, the people along the edges, I also think quality matters far more than quantity. And that's kind of what LPNH is doing, where it's kind of like I personally am a complete fan, no matter in basically in any way, like, you know, especially in the political sense, like it makes sense, perfect sense for L, for like New Hampshire in general with the whole free state thing going on. But you kind of want to repel the people that are repelled by you. Like, yeah. like you want them to fuck off and go do something somewhere else, basically. And I'm fine with that. And you want to pull in the people. You want to do the whole like uh, the whole remnant concept and drag them in. And then over time, the, those centrists will start to trickle in. And uh, it's eighty. It's eighty twenty theory. It's like yeah. you, you're only get like what, what? Let's be realistic. What are we gonna get? Are we gonna get more than twenty percent of Americans like really on board with libertarianism? Probably not. So you're like the whole focus shouldn't be on. The widest net possible but rather building as strong as possible and then up from there and i think that that's that's the cool thing about having kind of a based community to start off with is like okay well these people are fucking ride or die because if they got through the the rough times of like the crazy messaging and shit like you know they're the real deal so then you build off of that and you have you have uh stability i don't and know the, so the uh, the immigration policies between donald trump and joe biden really haven't been much different at all but the messaging surrounding immigration has been different, like whether it's welcoming or not. So I, you know, I know we have the the ad we made with Jeremy about building a wall between us and Massachusetts. But I think what's much more effective is messaging to liberals that we do not fucking want you here and will make you miserable if you're here and you'll be embarrassed to admit that you're from here and we're going to be obnoxiously pro-liberty and you're just going to hate it so much <laughs> that you'll eventually leave. <laughs> like, I think we yeah. should be, and at least in New Hampshire, I think we should be messaging it's that. And we kind of, we are, and it's right. repelling people. They're and, getting and sick Dave's allowed to not like that, by the way. Yeah, right? that's like, totally fine. Yeah, uh, but no, that's absolutely the point, right? Like, and, and I, I've actually learned uh, a lot about your sort of, I think, like consumer public branding over the last several years, the work that I've been doing. And like, that's exactly what we want to be creating for New Hampshire is this kind of reputation because like uh, then over time anyone who's typing new hampshire you know into google or going or, or going to the you know into social media or wherever you're searching it's like you're gonna find all the shit all these articles all this drama it's like why if you're a progressive would you ever come here and the more that right. we cement that reputation like the more that we'll win uh, you know, over time, and Florida, of course, is developing this this reputation. This as well. is exactly yeah. what California and New York perfected. Yeah. They have yeah. scared out yeah. all of the conservatives, yeah. all they of the libertarians, it. and they I'm here for it. Right, in, in, yeah. in like a reverse type thing. But go on, Joe. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. The governor of uh, what Kathy Hochul, she was like, if you're a, if you're a conservative, we don't want you. It's like I, I support that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. I love it. Like like Newsom running ads in California or in Florida. I'm like, yes do it yeah. all, they're all doing it to each other i mean this is this is the future uh you know and this is what we should want i think um, the, yeah. i think the beautiful thing about that mccain tweet too is like that's where i was talking about like the people in the polls of the political compass uh i think that it did such a great job of being like 
these are the people we hate. Whether you interpreted it as being directed at McCain or whether you even interpreted it being directed at Megan, the fucking, you know, who's essentially a war propagandist. We fucking hate these people. Fuck them. And the people on the polls, like, that's why you saw people like Caitlin Johnstone fucking get a mega boner and be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So many yeah. people all around the edges were fucking here for it. Uh, and uh, I know we're, we're, we need to start wrapping up here soon, but I wanted to end this on where you guys think is going. Because I know we kind of touched on some dour things, but I actually think there's light to be seen in it, obviously barring a nuclear holocaust. But one thing I think we saw from all this COVID craziness, and I think we may see some of this energy, energy type stuff, I think we may see more states, more localities. It doesn't even have to be a political thing. Either start, you know, codifying it, uh, you know, in legal terms, whether it be secession or whatever, or just start disregarding the, the federal government altogether. I think there is something to be said of like a, almost a white pill take to be had from this barring nuclear Holocaust, obviously, once again, because uh, yeah, there's no, I don't really know how to put a rose, uh, put a silver lining on that. But, um, you know, Jer I kind of got to bounce. So let, let yeah, I know. Let, let Jeremy go first. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, I don't have. It's not urgent. I'll hang out for a bit more. Uh, but I mean, I'm I'm an op, you know, I'm an optimist, honestly. Like, I, I, at the, like I feel like things are going well here in New Hampshire. I feel like um, like entrepreneurs are continuing to succeed and find ways to like route around up stuff. Like, I don't think it's not going to be bumpy. I don't think bad things aren't going to happen in the future. Like, I don't think that we won't suffer. Uh, you know at least like small depressions or whatever, but I'm not uh, uh, a collapser. I'm not uh, like, I'm, I'm someone who is still like, like I think my children will have a better life than I uh, uh, have, you know? Um, and so. Uh, that is optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been true. Like for most of history, you know, it and, has. Like, and, I, and I honestly, like, I don't see it stopping. And I think like the ability to form these both like, online tribes and now physical tribes where we can find others. And so you can be a minority uh, and, and you can find, um, you know, others who, who share your values. And, and so like, really like I'm optimistic. I think it is important. Like I do think if you're in California or you're in New York, I think you do need to get out of those places. I think it's important that you have that network. I think it's important to be, you know, taking steps to be prepared, to be prepared, to be resilient and, and these kinds of things. But like, like, I'm I'm not a pessimist, so yeah. Hey Jeremy, uh, since we're discussing about like the the future, what uh how did how did the lawsuit play out, or what's going on with library? Because that's not a over, deal. dude. I re I sit at my computer and refresh Pacer like every thirty Pacer. minutes. Yeah, it can just come out every uh any like it's it's uh like ten days late. Wow. So yeah, oh my God. Just like, you know, waiting for a document to be posted on some shitty government website that's worth tens of millions of dollars to me in terms of the outcome. So, yeah, great, yeah, very, very great mental state that I'm in right now. Let me tell you. I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's it's super important that whatever. I mean, the the determination of that lawsuit is super important. It towards is, yeah, it's very which important. way we go, especially yeah. financially. Speaking to that that episode of with uh, Clint, Clint and, and uh, Guy, is his name? Yeah. Yeah, about about Bitcoin, where he's talking about you know, Bitcoin solves this. It, it kind of, it, it, I mean, it possibly does. I don't know. But what did you? Well, the what biggest, you the biggest about thing about this stuff is like, like, okay, Bitcoin, the technology is great, but like the government's not choking it at the technological layer. It's 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 choking it at the boundaries. Like you know, there's a Libertarian Party guy. Uh, I I'm, forget his name, and I, I I apologize to him. 
um, you know, who in Colorado, who's um, uh, going, uh, who's going to jail for 18 months for how he was using local Bitcoins. We've got the, the crypto six Ian Freeman case here in New Hampshire. And yeah. like, they're really choking down on, on the ways on the onboarding and offboarding and all this stuff. And like, we need digital cash, which means anonymity. And it also means ubiquitousness. Like we need this to be ubiquitous. And, and like, you know, um, there was a recent, I mean, someone gets deplatformed or de, you know, depaymented or whatever, uh, you know, on a regular basis. I'm trying to think of who the most recent one was. They got kicked off of like, you know, PayPal and a bunch of stuff simultaneously. And we're still, yeah. we're still not in a point where you're like, oh, well, that doesn't matter because Bitcoin. And like, that's, that's the world we need to reach. It's not about what the price of Bitcoin is. It's that when some provider says no to you that we're like oh it, the world is like well it doesn't matter because we all have this other way um and, and that's, that's, that's that's how you know we're not there yet yeah right yeah. and so that's where that's where the focus needs to be like not people to buy a bunch but like getting it as ubiquitous as possible i haven't gotten reed's take on optimism lately give it to us reed <laughs> oh god um <clears throat> well i mean just think of you know what our grandparents went through like world war ii is the worst thing that's ever happened in history i mean 70 80 million people died um you know we get upset about tensions in ukraine um which they could get bad don't get me wrong but i mean can you imagine with today's media if d-day happened now i mean just the i think of the idea of d-day just tens of thousands of men just hitting beaches and getting mowed down with machine guns and then you know just taking over europe um dude the or, selfie stick footage would be fucking dope though or like <laughs> the firebombing of tokyo or like any of these things like if they were happening today it would just be insane on today's media so uh and and we've been you know through a lot of uh nuclear you know threats in the past too in the cold war with russia in the past so i don't know i don't think that it's necessarily the case that we're gonna despair and blow each other up like we've been here before and we've been through a lot worse um i i mean i don't think wars happen like they used to i mean there's still like the the blockade in yemen is awful and you know, the uh, war in Iraq was awful, but it, the war in Iraq is just absolutely nothing compared to World War Two, just a blip on the radar. And the fact that wars like World War Two or World War One don't happen anymore is a really good thing. And wars really have gotten a lot smaller and a lot less destructive compared to the way they used to be, like, you know, decades ago. So Physically I don't know. Destructive. Yeah, physically destructive. So I don't know. I think there's a case for optimism there that things aren't as awful and shitty as they used to be on a large scale. They don't even want to fight. I'll, like Russia, at least, it seems like they don't even want to fight. I mean, even even Ukrainians. I mean, Ukrainians. It's like it's not like it doesn't feel like a. It feels like a forced war. Like not even yes. like a, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's kind of what disturbs me most about this. Actually, is that there doesn't seem to be any real public fervor for it. Like it's pretty good evidence that there isn't because you have to put tens of thousands of fucking pro Ukraine lunatic bots on Twitter just to like, you know, carpet bomb anyone, uh, Elon for coming out seeking peace, like God forbid. Right. Um, so I think that that's really optimistic is that like, most people aren't bloodthirsty. Most people like even the blue pilled aren't 
like, okay, yeah, let's go fucking nuke Russia. Like the majority of them, obviously there's fringe lunatics that are worthless and you can't do anything about them. But well, um, I, don't even, I don't even mean the like the third party. I mean, like literally like the people, like I feel like the Russians, like we're just like, we just want to be like, I don't know, like drinking vodka and, and eating potatoes or whatever they do. Like they're not, they're not, there's not a. No, no, I, I agree yeah. with you. I'm just, I'm just extrapolating to like, if America were to get involved with this war, like I don't think our troops want this war. Yeah. And oh think, yeah. No one. Yeah. Do yeah. we have <laughs> troops I, left? Like, yeah, exactly. Gay people in there. I, well, that's that's another optimistic thing where where our enlistment figures are, <laughs> are super down. I mean, it also could be a negative because then you end up in a draft. But I, I could go both ways on this. Like, I think that it makes it less likely that the government will see this as a winnable war. And that means that they probably won't proceed with it. And that's a huge positive. The downside of that is, well, maybe these lunatics proceed anyways. And then we get our fucking teeth kicked in. And that's a huge problem. So I don't know. Um as for, you know, optimism or reasons for optimism, I think that, you know, I, I can't help but have a two-tier answer to this. I have a tremendous amount of optimism for free-thinking people. I have almost no hope for those that aren't, like, on the fringes thinking for themselves. Like, I, I honestly just think that these... <laughs> Jeremy's getting a kick of a die. I'm just being honest. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that the, the average person who just consumes, like, mainstream news and goes to work and does their job and just, like is a fucking automaton. I don't think these people are going to survive. It's going to require flexibility and creativity and entrepreneurialism and all sorts of like skills that are unfortunately relatively rare in, in our modern civilization. So I'm very Truck optimistic. For, I'm very optimistic for people like us. And I'm very pessimistic for people that aren't like us. <laughs> that sounds kind of fucked up, but it's yeah, I'm good with that. Cause I don't really care about people not like us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. I care about me most, and then it goes out from there. The people within my circles, and I'm not. I guess I wouldn't say I don't care about those people, but I care about them not a lot. Well, that's uh, that's <laughs> the problem. Is that like I do care about these people because it means that you can never go into a city again. Like that's pr that's probably where we're headed, and that yeah, that seems <laughs> well. Gone. It just. I mean, it just that's not a good future either. You yeah. know, like I I would prefer it be that. Sure, the cities have their blue hellscape, but they're still okay, and there's not like rampant crime where. If you walk down the street, you have a 50-50 chance of getting shanked. Like, that's not a country that I would really prefer to be in. But at the same time, like, I don't look at, you know, what's happening in Africa or Eastern Europe or Russia or China and go like, oh, I'm going to lose sleep over this. You know, it's like at some point you just have to kind of look after your own, look after your community, look at look local and just do everything that you can in the interim to make sure that your little ecosphere is as healthy as possible regardless of what happens with the rest of the world and i think that that's that's where my optimism comes in yeah and that's yeah. Uh, the whole optimism pessimism thing i think it's you made a good point there it's it's kind of the idea of getting in a place to where you can be in the best situation possible because you i, I kind of joked about oh you want to go to cities but let's be real we, we we you know fast forward you know 10 20 30 100 years or whatever i uh, yeah sure i'm i i would guarantee that probably especially in Certain places like Cali, the cities will be insufferable. But there will probably be areas like New Hampshire, maybe Florida. Or, or, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the landscape will shift in the, over time. I don't fucking know. Until but, they take a very hardline stance against homelessness and like drug <clears throat> use on the street, like it's going to be a fucking disaster, yeah, man. Because even even Florida and and other states have terrible cities too. It's wild. I drove yeah. all across the country. Every city I went to, it was like homeless encampments everywhere. Yeah. 
It's crazy. But, I mean, even Florida's not perfect, but you can go to somewhere like Tampa, like now, and it's not bad. Tampa's a decent, sure. you know, decent place. I mean, Miami is probably like, I don't know, has its moments. And there's, I know there's some blue build places in Florida, but you compare it to somewhere like Cali and some other cities, I'm sure it pales in comparison. Oh, it's nothing so, comparatively. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of my point. Kiev is pretty nice right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you Kiev? Uh, Top, I don't yeah. know if you weighed in on this or not. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, I guess uh, we'll let you weigh in. And if you have weighed in already, just go ahead and drop your plugs. But then you can drop your plugs. Yeah. Out, then we'll wrap you want to just agree. let Jeremy bounce? Well, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, Jer- well, I wanted to give Top a chance to respond, and then we'll do plugs. And uh, you know, I was just going to comment on what uh, what Clint has said. The last two years has made me, uh, I guess, cold-hearted in a certain way where even family members, it's kind of like I look at them, and whereas before I would try to take the time to explain some things to them and maybe like, hey – you know, doing this one job is not good. Maybe you want to expand your horizons and try to, I don't know, sink or swim on your own. And I just don't do that anymore because I, I it's like time is short. And if people haven't gotten it by now, I am, I'm moving forward because I, I think things are, things are kind of crucial. So it's, it's, it's a real, I think it's a bad outlook for me to have in life, but that's just where I'm at. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, if you're not with it at this point, we got to, I got to move forward. I got to find people like me and I've got to move forward. I've got to progress because you're not, you're just not doing it. And it's, it's past Dead time. Wait, son. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that way. Similarly too. It sucks, dude. Like at least with, you know, my conservative relatives, I could have conversations because at least they're like red pilled on the media and shit now, but they're still like, we just got to get a good Republican in there and everything. We basically like, fuck dude. Yeah. Like, no, I, we're like, not I look at okay. <laughs> It's to the point where I'm looking at people wh- that have those opinions that are kind of, I don't know, not just progressive opinions, but but people that haven't that haven't opened up their mind, and I'm just like, man, you're you're like dead. Not, I don't know if you're physically <laughs> dead, but I don't you know. Might you're be not, yeah, you're not going to make it, and there's nothing I can do to help you at this point because you're so far behind the game. So it's fucked up. This whole thing's fucked up. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Uh, I know you were wanted to get out of here, so uh, let's. Uh, you, you can drop your plugs, and we'll all drop plugs. Get the fuck out of here. And, uh, yeah, sure. I'm getting. I'm noise. getting sleepy, man. No, I uh, feel you, dude. So, uh, uh, Jeremy Four NH is the campaign website. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter, Jeremy Kaufman. Uh, if you like um, what I'm doing, I, I do really appreciate a donation. It goes a long way. Um, we're using the money very effectively. And then, yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, trying to be the top New Hampshire shill. Although, honestly, if, if people get better at it than me, that's great. Happy to be number five or whatever. Uh, reach out to me. Uh, I want to help people come visit New Hampshire. Um, come check it out. Come get plugged into what's going on here. I'll answer questions. I'll get you to the people who need, uh, 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 who can answer your questions, you know, whatever that is. So, And make sure you go yeah. to Porkfest because it's go a great time and it's yeah. beautiful. The weather's great during that period. So go check it out. It's going to be live. I heard this show is going to be live every day at Porkfest next summer. Um, and to anyone who denies that is a conspiracy theorist. So, Thank you. Yeah, and I'll, uh, that's it. I'm done. All right. Appreciate your time, Jeremy. Uh, uh, feel free to bounce if you want to get out of here or you can stick around. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, out, dude. It's okay. Uh, top, you want to drop your uh, plugs? Yeah, you can catch me uh, toplobster.com for my merch, for most of your guys' merch, uh, and uh, uh, toplobster underscore on Twitter. And go to, go to podcast merch. Check out Legion of Skanks, part of the problem merch, uh, Michael Malice, shit like that. I'm running that page. So go there, support your great creators, and yeah, help us out. And if you're at Skankfest, say what's up to me and Clint. We'll be out there. Yeah, dude. Read. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to have uh, Don Baldick on my podcast, who is the Republican nominee for Senate. 
uh, next week. Whose name is Baldick, and you said that without a smirk? <laughs> Not bald dick, bald duck. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's like, um, awesome. Yeah, hey, that's a that's great though. Maggie Hussein and Don Baldick. That's what we got to go with <laughs> from now on. Um, but yeah, he's coming on my show hopefully next week. Uh, obviously, I've got the Naturalist Capitalist podcast, um, and I'm on YouTube, Spotify, all that shit. So just go follow me on my link tree. Read Coverdale. I am only known for Tower Gang, so make sure you subscribe to Tower Gang on Spotify and uh, wherever the fuck else you could find it. Uh, I don't have to go anywhere. If you want to do another topic, we can. But I mean, if you guys got something you want to bring up, we can. I'm good with it. I got to get going because I got to get up. Fucking, I'm going to DC tomorrow. So let's let's just roll. Uh, right, let's, yeah. let's do plugs. You, you want to drop your uh, actual legit I'm, plugs, Clint, or you no. don't give a shit? Nope. Top, uh, yeah. Toplobster.com. I'm, I'm big enough to where I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm here for it. You know? uh, yeah, well, this is uh, No Way Jose. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I'll make your odd podcasters Odyssey as well. I saw some people saying I'm probably going to strike for this episode. Uh, so, yeah, go fucking follow me on Odyssey. Uh, and uh, I don't think I will, but maybe I will. I don't fucking know. Uh, but, you know, I think you guys should definitely You're allowed to deny there. climate change, dude. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's pushing it. That's it's a, it's a line. I do it a lot. I do it okay. a lot. So I, I think we're you. okay. Okay. Well, maybe. We'll see. Uh, I hope you're right. You're, um, you're allowed to deny climate change, but... No, I'm just kidding. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, uh, you know, fucking support me in Aussie. Follow me there. That way I can fucking go hard in the paint on YouTube and not give a shit. Uh, you know, the more people, more followers of an Aussie, the more I'm able to not give a fuck about this trying to be uh, this is me holding back right now because i'm still waiting for my first strike period to end uh because i don't want to get that second strike but once the first strikes up and whatever you know i can just get a strike again it's not a big deal but uh you know just you know, support me on odyssey if you want to support me financially patreon.com no way jose 2020 uh odyssey senor at senor jose 2020 uh i do have two weeks from now i mentioned it earlier the 20th october 20th chingo bling is supposed to be coming on so i don't know maybe something will change maybe like alex jones situation with clint uh we'll figure it out i don't know hopefully he shows up i'm really looking forward to that one he's an interesting fellow uh that'll be a fun one um and yeah i I got some interesting stuff coming up i think i might do a bunch more duncan lamp content here soon uh it plugs take too long yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, fucking that's uh, that's all I got. Uh, go check out my OKC series. With that, we are out, guys. Appreciate everyone showing up. Share this around, all that good shit. We are out. hugs and kisses. <laughs>